0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into Downton Abbey in today's review episode. Downton Abbey is a period piece film based on a television show that aired on PBS for five, six, seven, six, six seasons uh, from 2010 until 2015. Here we are four years later, and it's got a film. It's out this weekend. Uh, You know, it had early screenings last weekend, uh, last Thursday, that made 2.2 million dollars. It had previews last night, as of the release of this on Friday. Uh, that made 2.1 million dollars. So it's going to make some money. Uh, apparently, there's a hunger for a Downton Abbey movie. And I went and saw it Thursday night. We, my, my my partner and I, neither of us had seen any of the show. Uh, She might have seen an episode or two I've never seen any of it I did not know who any of the characters were I did not know who the cast was Uh, I think about the best I could say For my understanding of Downton Abbey Was that I recognized That there was an upstairs and a downstairs Element to it And I think Maggie Smith was in it And that's about it So, you know there's, There's a lot It was a very interesting experience and I think it highlighted a lot of things that work in film and don't work in film and how Downton Abbey as a movie was able to take a lot of liberties in some places and suffered in others because it had six seasons of a TV show to uh, not only fall back on but live up to. So I'm not going to know any of these characters uh, and none not of the characters' names. I'm sure I'm going to uh, misunderstand various uh, plot lines that happened before the movie takes place. I won't know dynamics the way I probably should. Uh, I don't know if everyone in this movie was in the show, or you know, I have a couple of guesses as to some of the people who I think weren't in all any of the episodes, uh, or even some of the episodes but uh we'll see we'll see see how things go i so i mean to that end uh like i said i've never seen the show so if there's blind spots and and silliness that i'm i'm skipping over or saying or whatever it is uh that's why that's why uh so let's let's just start uh, overview uh i guess the main plot uh And if you haven't seen Downton Abbey, uh, a little refresher. There's an aristocratic British family, the Crawley family, who live in Downton Abbey. It is a pretty big place. There's a bunch of people living there. Uh, In the upstairs, you've got uh, Michelle Dockery and Hugh Bonneville and Maggie Smith and others. And then in the downstairs, you've got servants, chef, butler, etc. And so the, the kind of dynamic here, there's the chef's assistant lady who is to be married to one of the footmen. There's the head butler now who's younger and then a an previous head butler who is older who doesn't work there anymore but still lives on the grounds and at some point during this movie he the old older butler replaces the younger guy you've got um Michelle Dockery whose husband is the Matthew good character uh, <laughs> I already feel well out of my depth uh that that and she's kind of the de facto I don't know she kind of felt like the main character at times Even though I would say that the movie doesn't have a main character, uh, she is Maggie Smith's granddaughter and Hugh Bonneville's daughter. And then there are various other family members throughout the house. Uh, There's an Irish man who sells cars who was married to Michelle Dockery's sister, but she dies before the events of the movie. And now he's kind of part of the family But also still distinctly separate from them And by being Irish And the situation that was happening in Ireland at the time Has some political differences That he holds again uh, with uh, In opposition to uh, Members of the family So, I don't know, you've got this widespread Web of a tapestry That connects all these different characters And It takes place in the early 20th century Early 1900s So It wasn't you know so this isn't a complete it's it's tough like it's tough to look at a situation where you have butlers and servants and things and not wonder you know and I for me at least feel like concern for those servants and, and so forth because you I always expect them to be treated poorly. And by at least the members of the family They're not, they're they're treated very nicely They're treated very well uh, But they're still servants, and they're still lesser than And they're still, uh, you know, their greatest honor Their greatest honor is that the royal family is coming And they will get to serve the royal family As someone who does not live in uh, Britain Who has never lived in a place or, or... I don't even think I've been to a place uh, that has a royal family that you know it, it means nothing to me and I see no value in it I see I have when you know royal baby royal marriage those headlines those news stories those you know whatever they are i've I've never been influenced or or swayed by those in any sense. I think you know having a royal family is silly. I don't see the point of it, and I think aristocracy, in general, to extrapolate out from the royal family, uh, like Downton Abbey, like the other people in in the film that are part of the aristocracy, I think it's all ridiculous from a personal standpoint. I think it makes no sense. I think it is bad for a lot of things, uh, including people and Economy and stature and status in life and whatnot. So, movies like this and 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 a lot of the sort of British period dramas that have been made and released in the last you know hundred years or so, uh, there's always an this innate aversion that I have to the lifestyle of it all. And. Oftentimes, these are films that are really well written. They have great scripts. They have great performances. And so it's never, you know, I I never feel like my my personal feelings get in the way of enjoying the movie uh, as much. Just that I don't, I don't know, you know, it's like I don't agree with the, the, I don't agree with the premise. And so I don't, you know, so none of the things that happen... Are easy to connect to and I'm you know maybe that's true for other people um, maybe not but I just I have a tough time understanding you know Uh, I have a tough time understanding why someone deserves so much more just because of who gave birth to them you know it, it is a little absurd to me that said putting that aside Uh, This is an aristocracy film. It's pretty much all about the distinct lives of the people above the line and below the line in an aristocracy. So, like I said, the the main plot point of this movie is that the royal family is coming to stay at Downton for a night. And it involves all of the many machinations and ripple effects that such such an event um, yields. That being uh, not only preparing the abbey to receive uh, the royal family, but cleaning it. They have to, uh, the the servants and those below the line have to accommodate not only the royal family, but the royal family's own servants who come with them and ahead of them to make sure everything is in order, and then to ultimately take over once the royal family is there so that nothing is untoward and, and everything is done to the letter. For the people above the line, they have to, uh, in some instances, uh, kind of push down their feelings about people who are coming in the royal family's entourage, and uh, in as I mentioned, the the Irish part family, part not family member uh, is and is is not a royalist, and so. There's concern about his presence and what he might say. Maggie Smith has a relationship with Imelda Staunton's character who's coming with the royal family, and so there's maybe bad blood between them, maybe not, and and that becomes a potential issue. Uh, All the while, Michelle Dockery is stressing out over being able to uh, handle all these people staying there and and make sure things work out and are set up and ready to go and clean and, and orderly and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things working at this this movie, and what I found kind of fascinating is the movie takes about ten to fifteen minutes to set up all the characters, and I think it does so really well. Uh, as someone who never saw the movie or uh, saw the show, I felt very comfortable with maybe not the names of any of the characters, but at least the relationships that they have with each other and uh, what what they mean to each other. You know, I was quick to understand you know sisters and parents and child and, and working relationships uh, some of them were pretty clear and stated outright in the movie others were less less so and more subtle and uh, you just kind of have to infer as much as you can and i think the film does a really good job of of setting those stakes up at the start the other thing it does is it, it it has a lot going on. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of mini-plot threads throughout the film, uh, whether that's a broken uh, heater for the hot water in the entire abbey, whether that's uh, someone potentially uh, stalking or, or checking up on the Irish person in the family, whether that's the situation with Maggie Smith and Amelda Staunton, whether that's Amelda Staunton's maid, whether that's somebody potentially stealing stuff from inside the abbey, whether that's a dress that is supposed to arrive and hasn't, whether that is the new servants coming in, whether that is uh, uh, one of the characters who is homosexual and his discovery of all that, whether that is uh, the rain making the parade possibly not happen, whether, the, you know, on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, There are a lot, a lot, a lot of little threads uh, in this plot. And to compare this movie to another movie that doesn't have six years, six seasons of television to fall back on, uh, that movie, this hypothetical movie, has to spend a lot more time setting things up and a lot more time resolving its issues because we are unfamiliar with everything that we're seeing. Whereas Down Abbey... Uh, can set things up pretty quickly, kind of a refresher for anyone who, you know, hasn't watched the season since it aired or for anyone who is watching it for the first time. And it has to paint in much broader and larger strokes than a typical film does because there is so much to cover. It can't be complex. It cannot be uh, intricate in much more than it is, Uh, you know, in, in ways that are... Difficult to ascertain because this is a movie that, like a puzzle, has to fit all the pieces together by the end of it. And in this other hypothetical movie that doesn't have six seasons of television go on, they're putting together a giant 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle that is going to be tough to see where everything goes until you're well into the puzzle. Whereas Down Abbey, I would say, is more like a 25 piece puzzle. Where you can almost see the finished picture, looking at the pieces laying on the table. Does that? I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I, that was the thing that I thought of watching the movie. Is uh, you know, problem arises, it causes drama, and then it's resolved. There's no complications in any of the miniature in the, any of the plots in this film. Everything happens very easily. Everything is resolved very easily. Uh, I mentioned that the Downton Abbey uh servants and, and lower class people have to contend with new people, new servants from the royal family entering and kind of taking over their positions. In any other film uh, let's say a film where that was the main plot line, we would have you know half an hour's worth of these new people coming in and the jostling for position as the old guard try to hold on to where they, Stand then we would have another Half an hour or so of the new Servants kind of belittling And pushing and knocking down uh, The current Staff and then we would have The build up as the oh, as the Old staff try to rise up and, and take Back what was theirs and then finally uh, You know complications along the way It wouldn't always work it, people would figure out What was happening they would get into trouble Along the way yada 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 Finally they overcome all these difficulties All these speed bumps all these hurdles and succeed in this it's 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 so much simpler and it's so much crisper than that there's very little nuance to a lot of these plots uh everything is made to fit so neatly together that it doesn't really challenge you as a viewer and there's good things about that uh and bad things bad things, you know, it's very light, it's very popcorn it's very uh, simple, but on the other hand, uh, especially for someone who hasn't seen the show, it's very easy to follow, you don't have to worry about feeling on edge or feeling concerned, you know things are going to work out okay, and you might think that that's not a good thing for a movie to do, you know, you should not give away your ending before this, <laughs> by, the, by, you know, after 10 minutes of the movie, but if you think about any other movie any movie based on real life where you know that they land on the moon or you know that they survive this event or you know that every you know this many people die on the titanic you know that so many you know this thing happens and this thing happens and so you watch these movies based on live by based on real events knowing full well that the North wins the war. Knowing full well that the Nazis lose, that that this person dies, that that person you know, whatever. Uh, knowing that Martin Luther King Jr. gets assassinated. Knowing that uh, you know, you have all these you know, you can't go into that, those movies without knowing, you know, Lincoln. You, when you watch Lincoln, yeah, you don't know how f- much of the movie is going to take place when, and you don't know uh, where it starts and where it ends necessarily, but you do know that Lincoln gets shot at the theater. You do know that um, he quote unquote freed the slaves. You do know that you know he he led the Civil War and and so forth. Yeah, you know all these things. You know they happen. You know they're going to happen. And so now it's just a matter of how the story is told as opposed to what the story is being what story is being told. And Down Abbey is this fascinating thing where. It's not based on a real event, and yet you do kind of know what's going to happen as it happens. You know, every other line is a a terse one-liner from Maggie Smith that, uh, you know, I'm sure plays a lot better if it was (laughs) as written down than it does on the screen. Uh, As great as Maggie Smith's delivery is for what she says, uh, you know, there's no... There are very few character moments in this film. As there shouldn't really be, because these characters have had six seasons to develop and to grow and to change into who they've become. And we don't really have time to see them grow and change again in a much more condensed, shortened, you know, two episodes worth length amount of time. And so they just kind of, you know, we get a little bit of. You know, challenge to this person a little bit of challenge to that person's character and uh, things fluctuate here and there but ultimately uh, you know everything works out as it should and y- you get lines like Hugh Bonneville saying to the effect of like isn't it so great when our adventures are over kind of a thing and and that's quaint and and nice and sweet but it doesn't. It wouldn't have like a line like that. Just does not work in in a movie that doesn't have six seasons of television to fall back on. It can't work um, like that. Something I I I kind of liked, and I thought of you know this is *Downton Abbey*. Hardly the first uh, TV show to become a movie, but. I think a lot of the times you have two options uh, when you get a movie based on a TV show. And in one, on the one hand, you end up with a movie that tries to wrap up loose threads from the TV show. Now, again, I haven't seen Downton Abbey the show, so I don't know if there were loose threads uh, to be wrapped up. I don't know how much time passed between the end of season 6 and the start of the movie. I don't know... Um, if characters were in a different position at the start of the movie than they were at the end of the show, and so forth. So, I don't know how much it adheres to that side of things, but it seemed to not really be about that. Uh, part of the story, the, the movie does deal with the future of the Abbey and what will happen to it, but that's not really the driving force uh, ha- uh, behind most of the characters. The other thing that a movie, TV, television show turned to movie can do is to replicate what the show was and kind of give us a an, an enlarged version of an episode of the show. And I think that's a lot closer to me, for me, to where Downton Abbey falls. It very much felt like Uh, a large episode of the show you have these constantly intertwining plots that feel complicated in the moment but the more you think about them the simpler and more obvious they get because a lot of these plots don't really engage with each other they just seem to cross paths Uh, you know there's a big fuss made in the film about the hot water not working and so the water furnace is broken and they get a plumber and the plumber makes googly eyes at the servant girl who's engaged to be married to the footman and he gets jealous and and this is a very contained plotline the film tries to act like this impacts the upper class families tries to act like the lack of hot water impacts other people in the abbey and insofar as they say you know There's no hot water. What do you think this place is? I get it. Like, sure, that impacts them a little bit. But in the grand scheme of things, there's no one that says, you know, oh, the hot water's back on. I can't believe it. I can finally take a bath. Oh, the hot water. Oh, the hot water. It's never mentioned again. It's not used in service of any of the other plots. It's only used in service of this one story. And I think the same is true with pretty much every other dilemma that comes up throughout the film it moves so quick and you go for, you know even within the same scene sometimes within the same shot you go from one storyline to the next and one of them as one storyline is like is is capped off another one is is cataly- catalyzed and i don't know if that's a word uh, is is shepherded forward you, you just you find yourself just along for the ride. And I think at the end of the day, that's a great thing for this movie. Is that you're just along for the ride. You know, it's it's far too much to ask to recontextualize six whole seasons of a show. Because you shouldn't try to do that. Uh, you know, the show did what it did ...so well, I assume, because it had so much time to do it. Uh, Let me see. Because each season was... ...I don't know, like eight or nine episodes, give or take. Um, So, you know, you're looking at eight hours... ...times six, so you're looking at, you know, 48 hours of show... ...over six years to grow these characters from, you know, their infancy until to their maturity. And you can't just undo that in two hours. Maybe they did. <laughs> Again, like, I, I don't know how much changed for them, but I I gotta believe it, it was very, very little. Um, You know, this is a movie that I think, satisfies its fans. Satisfies fans of Downton Abbey. And satisfies fans of period piece clothing. Uh, The costumes in this were brilliant. Every single thing that Michelle Dockery wore was perfect. uh, uh, Beautiful. So many of the dresses. uh, So many of the outfits. So many of the... uh, just, Just... Designs were so beautiful. The coats the hats. I, you know, it was, it was magnificent. And there's a real, I think Down Abbey has a really good shot at getting a costumes nomination uh, at the Oscars. I think the only thing else it might contend for is production design. I, I don't know if this was like the favorite in that it shot at a real castle, but if it didn't, oh my goodness, the, the production would be fantastic and brilliant. I get the impression that it wasn't. Um and that but maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe that's how PBS afforded it uh for so long. I don't know. I think as 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 much as I might have enjoyed parts of the film, I you know, it, it does a lot of things well. Uh it just doesn't do anything great. And and that's kind of the flip side of this simplistic approach that the film has in that you can't really impress you can't you know when everything gets wrapped up so neatly and tidily you can't really impress upon your viewer you know complex storytelling complex performances complex writing it's very straightforward and simple writing, because everything has to be wrapped up neat and tidy. Everything has to be addressed and confronted. No loose strings allowed uh, in a movie like this, and there really aren't any. I would say there's one, one maybe two things that uh, implicate you know a, a turbulent future. A potentially turbulent turbulent future And even those I, I think are very Unnecessary You know, to follow through on So I don't know I, I think it does what it does Well, and that's about it You know, there's no There's very few negatives It's just a very, very noticeable Lack of positives In this movie And That's fine, you know. A two-hour film. I didn't have any issues watching it. I, you know, it moved quickly, briskly. Uh, We went from one plot to the next very seamlessly, and the film did a great job. I guess if, if you know, the most compliment, the biggest compliment I can give it is how deftly it maneuvered between storylines. Um, As simple as they were, you know, maneuvering between a dozen different plots is not easy, and Down Abbey does it pretty well. Uh, So, definitely, hat off, hats off to that. And it's kind of it though, you know. There's not much else to it. Um, Hugh Bonneville uh, was surprisingly uh, a very minor in the film. Um, Michelle Dockery had a significant role uh, Tuppence Middleton I, I really enjoyed her small part as well I could not, rec- not remember where I had seen her For the life of me And it finally occurs to me That I saw remember her from Sense8 Is what I know her from, Sense8 uh, Imelda Staunton is good um, Who else? Maggie Smith, of course, Elizabeth McGovern Laura Carmichael The women were fantastic Alan Leach was A grinning idiot For most of the film uh, Which serves his purpose A bit, but also felt Like way overkill A lot of the time Uh, Robert James Collier And Jim Carter As the two head butlers I enjoyed What they got. uh, Sophie McShera. I love her. I remember her from Gallivant as Gwyn. Where she plays almost the same role. And. In this. uh, She was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed seeing her. Uh, There's one other person. I wanted to mention. If I can think of. Kevin Doyle. I think it's Kevin Doyle as Mr. Molesley who has the the funniest scene in the movie and uh was one of my favorite characters. I don't know how big a role he plays in the actual show, but he was a lot of fun and uh, that was very it was very enjoyable to see him uh, finally be rewarded uh by towards by the end of the movie. So, yeah, uh you know it it's good, it's good, it's fine I, I don't know, you know it's it's gonna I'm sure it'll be better for people who like the show than it was for me, but I thought it was perfectly enjoyable, and uh, I liked it. so Downton Abbey, based on the PBS TV show from 2010 to 2015. Four years later, they get their own movie, and uh, they do a pretty good job with it. Uh, So, that's that's about it. Uh, I'm looking at giving this a high 50s rating. Like I said, it doesn't really do anything bad. It doesn't really do anything great either. Uh, But just to the north of the even 50 line. Thank you for listening. Thank you. It does mean a lot. Uh, If you would like to find more episodes itunes stitcher places where podcasts can be found or you can head over to the website circle to find um, all the episodes and more if you would like to get in touch with me right in the show find me on twitter at circle of film find me on letterbox the circle of film or email circle at gmail.com if you would like to support the show like it rate it review it subscribe it uh, or just listen you know, listen, tell somebody like that's really all that matters, all that needs to happen. But if you are so inclined, you can become a patron at Patreon.com/slash/CircleOfFilm for as little as eight cents an episode, which would give you acc- early access to everything that comes out uh, and more in the future. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me. Even as she fades from view.
1: So long
0: farewell, I'll be to say Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long farewell, oh what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long